Alright. Hello everyone, I'm Cooper. What's your name? Uh, Reese. What's oh. your bank details? Um, not... Because you know, you tried to steal my identity yeah, last I know, time. but like, you probably have more money than me. Oh, fuck no, I have a kid. Yeah, I know, I can see him. You it's can like, see where like, all my money like three goes. Feet over there. Yeah, but I also don't have a kid, so I spend all my money on stupid shit. Yeah. I still try to do that. <laughs> like I bought Yu-Gi-Oh cards at Christmas time. That is that, that's a bad idea. I've got an entire room full of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'm going to take them. Actually, I think they're downstairs. If I can find them, you can have them. I don't yes. care. Yes. You want, you want Magic the Gathering cards? I've got 500 of them. No, I don't want Magic the Gathering cards. Okay. Also, if you can hear it, it's sound in the background, we do apologize. Cooper's little... Uh, My tiny human is just breaking things. He thinks it's That's fun right. to just whip around headphone cables. Well, actually, I, I, I don't even know how he's managed to... He's just plugged he the headphones plugged into in. the TV. No, he's plugged them into the speaker. That's... You know what? That kid surprises me. You still suck them. Okay. No worries. All right. Let's start for real now. All right. So. Party Down Jericho, episode two, really, one. but one. one. We're going to call it one. Yeah, because we have to call the other one zero. So we're stuck on that. This one's technically two, but it's really one. Yeah, it's all good. Technicalities. All right. So um, we're going to try and not be so nonsensical. Do we time. want to timestamp this? Uh, I, or like it. date? Not for oh, oh, recording, yeah. for people. Oh, oh yeah. Cause, so this is the... First episode of the Party Down Jericho podcast, Friday the third. Oh, well, it's not going to go up today. No, it's not going to go up today, but we're recording on the 30th of December. But they're going to be listening like so, in the future. It, so by the time in, goes, in the distance future, okay. like when this becomes a cult thing and people find it 10 years from now. Yeah, that's, the date's going to be like, that's that's our, yeah. our line in the But now they know. Yeah. All right. So it's the 30th of December. It's 12.09 if you if you must know that part as well. That's, that's not too important. No. And... Um, yeah, we're probably going to talk about all things Star Wars because... Yep, Rogue One's just come out. And some other bad news has happened out of the Star Wars world. Yep, Carrie Fisher died. And her mom, Debbie Reynolds, also and passed then, away. And yeah. Woo! Right. Sorry to be that family right now. Yeah, no, that must suck. Especially around Christmas. Yeah. Star Wars. Right around Christmas and Star Wars for the next four years. It's really going to be interesting because she's in yeah. the next one. She's yeah, she's in the next one. I don't know what for, they're going to do with the character, but she'd finish filming yeah. so I guess we'll find out next yep. Christmas Kylo Ren's gonna go kill his mum as well oh, <laughs> too soon I'm just gonna add that to the dream world pile of stuff well you talked about it now so that's your bad I was really dirty that you cut that out <laughs> let's, let's talk about Rogue One okay let's talk about Rogue One alright you've seen it right you went yes. to a cinema and watched it I went to Gold Class Mr. I don't it. hang out at cinemas I don't hang out at cinemas I go to cinemas those are two separate like concepts <laughs> you, you, say, you say that like um, oh, that's me you say, you say that like it's my fault for not hanging out at cinemas you used to work at a cinema so yeah, maybe you've spent up all your hanging out at cinemas time yeah, I spent eight years at a cinema yeah that's too much yeah, that wasn't a bad job it was just bad customer service <laughs> bad customers all customers bad customer back. service hey Reese. yeah 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 that's what that's yeah. fuck you people. telling the truth I was pretty good at my oh okay. uh, you were pretty good at your job alright so Rogue One let's let's. Rogue One. how are we gonna talk about films are we gonna review them are we gonna talk about them mm, yeah we should give them out alright well let, let's just let, review because it's very meaningful give, give me your uh, give me a one liner one, one or two liner and out of five yeah out of five I think we just started out of five because that's Star Wars star system. Oh, Makes sense. Yeah, five stars. Right, yeah. Rogue One is a Star Wars story. It's a, both a prequel and a sequel. 
because it's a sequel to the... It's confusing. It falls in between number three and number four. It's. I thought that it was further before number four than it was. No, it's like... But it's, it's immediately before number four. So, yeah. It's good. It's about a rebel group trying to steal the plans to you the know, You know when I said one line? That was one line. I was just giving... Like That's a brief. That's the brief. All right, now we'll get to the one line. Well, you can cuddle that out too, seeing as how you like no, to cut it on no. my shit. It's just anything that's not funny, Coop, which is most of you. I would stuff. give it like a 4.4. 4. It was pretty great. All right. Race, your turn. All right. Um, one Star- line. Star Wars Rogue One is the most adult grown-up Star Wars film. I give it a three and a half out of five. Three and a half? Okay, so all right, let me elaborate now. That's that one line's right. Yeah, okay. So my issues with it, because I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I didn't know how I felt about it, which is uh, sometimes films do that. Like you watch it and you're like, I enjoyed my time, but I, I don't like, we watched The Force Awakens and The Force Awakens was basically a new hope, but different, but still yeah. every second of it was new. It As was- Russ would say, it's Star Wars, but with a female. Bye. Yes. Our, our friend Russ is a very interesting fellow. Um, yeah, so I, I, I watched it and then I kind of felt like I enjoyed parts of it, but not all of it. I think my problems with it are specifically that it feels like two separate films. Is okay. You have the first half, which is everything. That, so as you know, they steal the Death Star plans. Is everything leading up to the stealing of the Death Star plans. Yep. Which we all kind of know what happens because in A New Hope, she says a lot of good rebels died to get us these plans. Right. So you know a lot of people are going to die. So the entire second half of the film, which is from the planet Scarif, where the um, Death Star plans are, is amazing. It's like the Imperial database, right? Yeah. Where they keep all of their yeah. dirty secrets. The second that starts, the second that that starts, it just it never gives up. And it's this entirely great action film. Some of the best action in the Star Wars series completely. Hmm. Like it, is, it probably has some of the best moments in the Star Wars franchise. But the entire lead up to Scarif, which is the first half of the film, is really weird because it's kind of character and world building. And we already know the world. We already know it's everything leading up to A New Hope. They're trying to introduce the characters as fast as possible. And then they have the main character, Jyn Erso, whose dad, Galen Erso, is the guy that built the Death Star. And they have this whole kind of ploy to go save him and try and figure out what the Empire is building. But we as an audience know what the Empire is building knowing the person that built the Death Star isn't really, you know, interesting for me. Like, all of that kind of stuff felt like they're trying to do something to get you invested, but you're already invested. Right. It's a Star Wars film. Well, I, it's yeah, it's a Star Wars film, but also it's a movie. It's a Star Wars story, so they want people, if this is the first movie that they watch, to be able to understand the universe. Yeah. So they're trying to find her father, Galen, because... He's obviously the one that's chief engineer, so he should know the ins and outs of the Death Star. Yeah. They figure by going and extracting him, they'll be able to find a weakness in it. Yeah. yeah. That, I get that. It was just, to me... Too much. Boring. Yeah. It just... It, it, it didn't feel like any... Like, like, the entire end of the film felt like a really great... Movie. Oh, yeah. The whole scene on Scarif was amazing. Yeah. And it was... It just was a lot of build for that. And it's yeah. like... Just go straight to that. Well, still saying that, it was one of the shortest Star Wars films ever. Really? It was very short. Yeah, it was less than two hours. I'm pretty sure it clocked in at like an hour and 57 minutes or something. I don't know. It didn't, didn't feel too long or short. No, no, it didn't. It didn't feel long or short. It was like, yeah, it, it just, it's pretty good. Too much build? Yeah. Like, I think the most interesting characters were not the main two. 
like you've got Genesso and um, Cassian. Is that yeah, Cassian? Yeah. Like Cassian's this really cool character. He's this Han Solo that esque Han Solo esque. Yeah, Han Solo esque character that George Lucas created in the first place when he shot first. He's this character that no nonsense doesn't really have a moral compass. He does whatever is for him, and then Cassian is sure. introduced, kills whoever he needs to kill, but does it for the right reasons, which is a really interesting character, hmm. which is something they never really. Uh, George Lucas never really investigated in Star Wars because it was very uh, black and white, good and evil. Yeah, yeah. Where this movie sits very in the middle ground, which is really good. It's a really good place to explore, but mm-hmm. the character doesn't really go too far and the Jyn Erso character is not really interesting or important beyond being the daughter of the Death Star creator. Sure. And then you've got K2SO, this amazing new robot played by Alan Tudyk, which is fantastic. I got to the credits and I saw his name. I was like, where the fuck was Alan Tudyk in this movie? And I was like, oh, he was a smart-ass robot. Yeah, you know he was wearing stilts the entire film too. Oh, really? Yeah, he was there. <laughs> like, again, Alan Tudyk proves that he can play a robot really well. Like, fantastic. Um, and then you've got um, Donnie Yen playing the blind, yep. force-sensitive monk, which is really awesome because it's the first time in the movies, especially, that they've well, aside from The Force Awakens with the little girl with the big eyes. Um, Maz, Kanata, yes. the... Yeah, yep. where they started to investigate... Car- I keep Other people that are not Jedi, traditionally trained yeah, that but they have can force. understand and feel the Force, right? Yeah, and then him and then his best mate, I forget his name, the guy with the big gun. Yeah, me too. Baze, I think. It was something strange. Was, yeah, like those were really good side characters. And then... Oh, yeah, that... The whole ensemble was amazing. Yeah, and then um, you still had you had Jimmy Smith reprising his role from the prequel films, which is yep. really cool. Uh, Mon Mothma, the same actress that played her in the prequels, a lot of stuff like that. Who's that? Uh, the the lady with the white and the hair. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then Jimmy Smith plays um, Senator Amidala. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, isn't he Organa? Because he's Leia's sorry, adoptive yes. father. Yeah, yeah Organa. Amidala um, was Natalie Portman. Oh, sorry, my bad. I, f- I forget. Um, but uh, also, yeah. uh, the film sees the return of Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes. Uh, with some awesome CGI work. With as much CGI work as they could possibly yeah. do to recreate a past over actor. Worked in parts, didn't work as well in other parts. Yeah, I mean, once you got a good look at him, you were like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. That was really cool. And I will say this without spoiling anything. Uh, I can, I can. The movie's been out for like a week. Everybody knows what happens. I, I'm not going to spoil it though. But without spoiling anything, um, probably the hands down best Darth Vader moment in any. Oh of fuck the yes! Movies. Like they just they showed Darth Vader to be in all his glory. Yeah, like the the original film set him up as this massive villain that has a redemption arc, and then the prequels kind of ruined this villain character by giving him to telling you exactly why he is what he is yeah but this film goes away with all the intro stuff and the exit stuff and just goes you remember Darth Vader being scared like everyone being scared of Darth Vader and it shows you why and mm. it's a really really amazing scene it's probably it's the best scene there it's probably one of the best scenes in the entire Star Wars fiction to me okay like stuff like that I agree with that that was like, pretty awesome like there's moments like that there's like Scarif the Darth Vader stuff some of this stuff earlier um uh, Carrick is it Carrick? Uh, ben Mendelsohn. Yes. Krennic. Krennic's his name. Yes, we looked it up. Also wrangled the kid. Uh, wrangled is a loose term for shoved him outside and locked the doors. I didn't lock the doors. He can come back in when he's taller. No, that's right. We'll just... I guess there's 
less things to break outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Ben Mendelsohn's Krennic is a really interesting character. You, because again, you've just got the good, uh, the, the, the good and the bad in Star Wars, but then you've got in Rogue One this Krennic character who is an Imperial, but he's got this, ma- <laughs> he's got this uh, massive drive to just, he's like, I just want to be in charge. Because we never really saw that. We, we saw Grand Moff Tarkin who was in charge and then a lot of officers who were afraid of Vader and then Krennic is this character that's just like, I just want power. And it's amazing to see. The yeah, he operates somewhere underneath Tarkin. Tark. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, but he has some sort of connection with Vader because they have that scene in there where he's either trying to overthrow Tark. Yeah. To, because he's building the Death Star so that he can run the Death Star, right? Yes. That's his goal. He is, wants yeah. to be in charge of the planet killer. I will say this is, yeah. So like really great character. Again, a, a great performance from, um, Ben Mendelsohn, fantastic. One of Australia's best actors. Also, the Death Star, they fired a couple of times, not on the level of destroying a planet, but on the level yeah. of just destroying a city, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's, like, again, like, that moments of that area, for, for me anyways, like, because I, I, I've spoken to a lot of friends who have just really loved the film, is I think it has some of the best moments that Star Wars has, and it shows the potential that Star Wars has for a slightly more grown-up audience, where you can still have The Force Awakens and Star Wars 8 and 9 and have this great big soap, uh, space opera with the Skywalker family and it's very family friendly and it's still very good storytelling. And then you have this potential to create these kind of side stories in the Star Wars universe for people that watch Star Wars when they're a kid and now they're adults and then they can take their, their kids to Star Wars films and they can go watch films about characters that are more in line with a lot of our TV shows like uh, Westworld and um, Game of Thrones and stuff like that where okay. you've got these really complex characters like no one's good, no one's evil, everyone has motivations kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Which is... It's fine, we can't hear him on the thing. He can scream all he wants. <laughs> uh, which it, for me is really great is this, this... It has... Like Star Wars is massive. Like the, not the, the... Everything about it, the universe and everything. It has so many potential stories and they've always been about the Skywalkers. Yes. And that's why the extended universe has always been amazing because you can always go play these video games, read these books, read these comics about stories, about stories, about stories, and they never really explored them. And now they have the potential to explore them. Yeah. And that's kind of an amazing idea mm-hmm. for me. Like, see, now talking about it, I'm going to change it from a 3.5 to a 4 because it shows the potential. And I think that is the thing. Yeah. That has it. it is it is it has potential and it shows potential and it actually runs pretty far with what it is. Plus, I really love Gareth Edwards. Yeah, true. You've always liked him. Yeah. Monsters, Godzilla. Really like Godzilla. A lot of people don't, but I really like what he did with it. Which one? Sorry? Godzilla. Right. Yeah, I didn't did. see that. I it's, still haven't actually, seen that. It's really interesting. It's um, like considering the fact that it has a main character that basically world hops to follow Godzilla. And the and the monsters isn't like it isn't Godzilla isn't the bad guy in the film. Still a very interesting film, like considering it has human characters. I I'd, I'd say watch it. We'll talk about it sometime. Okay, but it's a really interesting film. Put it on the list. Yeah, add it to that list. Any final thoughts on uh, Star Wars, Cooper? Um, I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what the blind guy does, like twenty five thousand times. That his uh, that's his Force chant. Did you hear him that time? I not on the not on the. Th- I I can hear him in person. I can't hear him through the headphones though. Okay, right. it's fun. Kids screaming. He's fun. 
I don't have kids, so I can't really, I can't judge. Like, I guess that's that's what I'd do is I'd lock him out until he stopped breathing or needing food. Not breathing or needing food. Actually, yeah, no, he's going to bust the door. Okay, that's... Do you want to just call it? Uh, yeah, probably. It's probably better. All right, well, what we're going to do... he's been a terror. Okay, so we're trying to manage a kid and a podcast at the same time. And Cooper's kid is basically the human version of Godzilla. He walks into a room, grabs everything that's breakable. But, but little. Yeah, but little. But still as destructive. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, could, he could break some buildings. He's a cute kid. So... What we're going to do is we're just going to leave this one as a short Star Wars one and then everything else we wanted to talk about we'll do as soon as we can. So this can be 0.5. All right. We'll, all right. We'll call this 0.5. Because it's a prequel. I'm calling it the Rogue Child though. Okay. That's and, fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right. Let's, I'm going to stop it so you can bring him inside. Adios. Ta-ta. <laughs>